0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Mullingly Catholic. I'm your host Andrew Miller along with Father Scott. You are back this week.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nice to be in this place. Not being attacked by birds? Correct. Correct. I have bird problems. But
0: we, we, will, we will come to bird problems later. Yes. But this last weekend you got to do something special. Oh, the ordination of uh, Deacon
1: Christopher Gardner? Yes. Yes, this was pleasing to me. Why was this pleasing to you? Because he's going to do a lot of work. So I don't have to as much. <laughs> so you're pawning off responsibilities Correct.
0: to your brand new permanent deacon. Correct.
1: We have four nursing homes, and he's going to help bring communion to those folks in the nursing homes as soon as we're allowed to come into the nursing homes. So so this is kind of a thing that doesn't
0: happen too often, that you get to say a first mass with a brand new deacon, a permanent deacon. This is true. So what was – I kind of – That's true. I kind of want to get – your experience from this, because you were a transitional deacon before you became a priest. Why? Are oh, you yeah, the, it's different.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the permanent deacon makes a vow that um, he'll be a deacon and he will never remarry again. So, if his wife dies, he cannot remarry. He'll be in perpetual celibacy uh, after the death of the wife. If the if the, if the wife predeceases him, um, so he is. He is and he's also kind of tied to a place. We yes. priests are a strange breed. Um, we We really interact with each other and are kind of with each other so there's a, there's a there's a priestly fraternity that is closer than what the deacons have with each other because deacons have wives usually normally normally so uh, and because they have wives, they usually have offspring, and because they have offspring deacons are permanent deacons are usually more tied to the world than us priests are we priests are again strange because with our celibacy we don't really have any skin in the game in terms of the survival of this planet um correct because you cannot produce correct any offspring
0: any offspring Mm -hmm. so I, i guess i kind of want to get into more along the lines of your thoughts of helping him kind of move through the diaconate program mm. as the parish priest mm. don't know how much of that you actually did. I did very little, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds because like it was out of required work, exactly. Um, but no, he uh, what did I do with him that was fun?
0: He um, I mean, he is obviously this past year because this was kind of like this is the final year, so they kind of give you a lot of projects to do mm-hmm. and kind of get more involved in the church, and especially where you're. Hopefully going to be for the rest of your permanency, cross fingers.
1: Right, correct. That's usually the case that's going to happen, is is the deacon kind of stays there, and uh, which is good. And he's going to be phenomenal.
0: So the only concern is is that we already have a permanent deacon at correct. St. Edwards.
1: But he has grown in age.
0: Is he ready to retire? Pretty much, yeah. So I guess it kind of makes it work that— Or at least that, reduce the workload.
1: Um it's uh, so that's going to be great with 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 Mister uh, with Deacon, Deacon Gardner. He's going to be able to do all kinds of things, uh, which is going to be very helpful.
0: Yes, very very helpful. Really helpful. So you, um, we've talked about this in the past of how you want to charge deacons to do more like
1: parish related yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, real yeah. In, in in the big scheme of things, here's how I see the, the diaconate, the role of the diaconate. So um, the priest is really kind of. Uh, the commanding kind of guy. Yes. Um, but uh the, the deacon is really the executive officer. So think of Jean-Luc Picard mm-hmm. and Commander Riker from Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes. So the Deacon, well Commander Picard, Commander Riker should be sitting on Picard's right. Uh, I'm not sure if he does that on the Starship Enterprise, but he should. And then he makes sure things happen. Uh, he's the executive officer. And so um this would free up the captain, or the pastor in this case, to um, really be there to, to lead. Uh, it, it, it's, there's, there's a difference, I think, between management and leading. Um, and it, it, it takes a lot of effort to lead. And I spend most of my time as parish priest managing, not leading. So, in fact, I do very little leading, indeed. In so,
0: you want to give this more management stuff to the deacons correct because they're going to be
1: there correct forever correct and they'll have a good sense so what you really want is they're like the non-commissioned officer you want your lieutenants come and go right but your 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 deacon needs to be there to know how the platoon what they need and 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 what's wonderful about deacon gardner is he's got the pulse of the parish in a great way yes so i can trust his counsel is very good and uh, to give me wisdom and, and counsel, uh, which is great. He he um, has
0: this interesting thing where he can kind of bridge the gap between yes. the young adults mm-hmm. in the parish mm-hmm. and the older generation.
1: Nobody finds him repellent, which is delightful to me. So the young adults like him, the old adults like him, and, um, and I like him. So that's <laughs> Well, I hope so. Yeah, I really do.
0: Because you did his... You presided over his first mass as a deacon. Correct. He's he's
1: getting it down, which is good.
0: Yes. Obviously, him being very nervous because it's the first time that he is actually reading the Gospels. I guess so, yeah. And saying his first homily to
1: people. Being in the presence of God. Exactly. Holding the chalice, the very precious blood of our Lord.
0: Yeah, that can be intimidating. And and actually being a a step higher than an extraordinary minister of Holy Mm -hmm. Communion.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, because... Because so, he's no longer extraordinary. He's ordinary. <laughs> yes. So... So
0: he... It was very interesting because... I had to play altar server for this... Um, this mass. That's right. Um, and I was the last one to receive from him. Yes. And then he knelt down... After he was done handing communion out to the people. He took a knee at the very front of the altar. I... I I'm pretty yeah, sure you I'm really curious, and I'm gonna see if we can get him on this podcast, because I really want to talk to him about yes. his his journey, his five year his five year journey. I wonder if the weight of the situation kind of hit him at that moment, right? I thought he
1: dropped the host. No,
0: that's what I thought too. And I looked, but it wasn't. It didn't look I don't think he did, because I don't think he picked anything up.
1: Well, what was he doing down there?
0: That's what I'm trying that's what I want to know. That's why I want to pull him well, on. That's here. weird. That's what I'm saying is I think the weight of the situation kind of kind of put himself there, right? You were like, it's one thing to be a lay person handing out communion because huh. yeah, you're so you, you get the training, but I don't think it really sinks in. He spent five years of his life. True. Preparing for this moment. And here it is. Was he all like teary eyed or something? I couldn't see. I, I kind of, cause when I, when I went to the right to consume the host, he got down on one knee, so I thought, like, did, did someone drop something? And I looked, and I didn't see anything. So, of course, I didn't want to be, like, awkward and just, like, be like, are you all right? Because <laughs> I'm not awkward like that, but I am awkward, I so it's fine. I
1: picking up a host, but I guess that's not the case. I guess
0: that's not the case.
1: I got... Well, I'll, I won't interrogate him directly. No. Um, but... I well, will. We'll, that, that's why we have a podcast. Yes. Today, so. Absolutely. Good, good, yeah. We got to get him on next. Yes. Um, so... Good. Yeah, so Deacons are, are 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 good. They're going to be a great help in terms of um it, you know, it's also very helpful as a priest to have someone who, you know, you can just you kind of have a right-hand person. It's it's very helpful who's clergy. Uh, yes, cuz
0: I can be your right-hand person, but I can't really do a lot because I have a Correct. I'm not retired. I have a real correct. job still. Correct, you do. Unfortunately. Mhm. For you. Yes. <laughs> no. No.
1: I weep and gnash my teeth. I bet you do. Mhm. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, so I'm just, I'm just very pleased to have him.
0: So maybe you should ask him to take care of those birds for you. I've taken care of them. You I've say been. you take care of these birds. No,
1: but they, we just, oh man, it's gotten ugly now. We got to, um, but it had to happen. I had to put my foot down. So exp- the only thing they, 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 respect is power.
0: So explain the bird situation to our listeners because. All right. This I'll is, this is a story. story.
1: The birds and I have been living together for about two years. There's these bluebirds. With Joe McHenry, the seminarian before, he would go out there and smoke a cigar. And the birds and us, we had this wonderful symbiotic relationship, kind of like venom, and, uh, except without the killing. And so the, um, the birds and I, we got along great. They recognized there's these crazy guys who go on the porch every so often, get the mail, but it was kind of live and let live. Everything was going great. Then the birds started to get more aggressive. And every time I would open up that door, they'd come to the door and they'd be like squawking at me. Then we painted the um, patio. And I don't know how Elmer didn't get attacked by these birds, but anyway, the birds started acting weird. And then the Terminex guy came up to our house, and he's from like he's from Nigeria, and he had his like his Terminex wand, you know, to spray the bugs. Yes, and he's fighting them in the yard, right? And just so people understand that Father Scott actually does have a heart. I said, no, no, don't hit the birds with your Terminex wand because they're nice birds and they've always been friendly. And he's like, no, you don't understand. They've been dive bombing me. They're attacking me. We're like, oh, silly Terminex guy. Birds are for kids, right? They're not trying to do this to you. That's like the Trix commercial, remember? Yes, I remember.
0: But I don't know how you got birds are for kids. I don't know. Anyway, he's
1: looking at me like you don't understand these birds. Like he was telling me, you gotta remove their nest and and get rid of them. And I go, you can't because there are little babies in there, and there's about like five babies. But then, I'm not even close to the porch. I get dive-bombed by one of these birds, right? Yes, and because I, they're trying to protect their nest. No, I'm in the garage. I'm not even close to the porch. So they have they have broken boundaries here. And he came right towards my face. He also attacked Father Tappy for movie night, which I didn't appreciate either. But I don't care about when they attack others because it's not me. <laughs> and, and so so all of a sudden then, I'm like, I got to get rid of these birds. But I didn't want to kill the babies. I didn't want to kill the babies, right? So I talked to a bird guy. Talked to a guy who knows about birds. He knows all about birds. Where was it this? It was at a wedding. Who got married recently? No. I don't know. Uh, what's her name? Elena. Um, Al- Al- Elena got married and it was her brother. He's really into birds. I said, what do I do with these birds? He goes, as soon as they leave, destroy the nest. And I said, great. So the little birds leave. They grow up. They fly to the nest. I check. I poke the nest a little bit. All the birds are out. I figure they're gone. And so then... I destroy the nest. Um, and everybody thinks I'm bad because I did that. But it had to be you done. You are a
0: terrible person.
1: Th- <sighs> so the birds come back. Apparently, I didn't realize they were still living there. I thought they were gone. But at the same time, I would have destroyed it anyway because those. good. But at the same time, now, now it's become like a war. And they come up to the window and they're like screeching at me as I'm doing the dishes. But I'm yelling right back at them. Because uh, that's what Jesus would do. And, and, and then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we're having a bit of a war now. They they, they sit he on may the... have
0: destroyed a fig tree for not producing fruit outside mm-hmm. of the normal fruit fig tree thing because
1: it did not know the coming of the Savior out of season. Right, it was out of season or something like that. it was out of season, and he's like, yeah, but actually, I do have a, cr- a tree that's dying in my yard as well. That reminds me. Um, You're anyway, welcome. this this bird thing has become like quite the war, and. Um, They've got they, they, they they're like two centuries now to stay and, and look at my door and just wait for me to open the door. And then they squeak to each other to let them know that the evil monster is coming. And they, they come after me then. So like, so it hasn't worked. The destroying of the nest has not worked at all. I have birds living in my chimney and I let them live there. And I mostly
0: I, probably cause you can't get there.
1: Well, I, I could have, I, I, because I, 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 even when I was going to repair the chimney and use the fireplace, I said, no. This is where the birds live. This is how much I like the birds. I need a hawk. I want to take up falconry. You are an
0: interesting character. If I,
1: if I take up falconry, then they will. The, I need birds who will, who will befriend me. I need birds that, that give me respect. All I want is a little respect. And this is how they treat me. They come into my house when I play with my toys. And um, these are the birds. I don't treat a dog ah that's a good idea actually I mean, someone yeah, i was talking to father tappy about this tonight he said i should get a cat um but anyway this is my bird problem so this this all escalated i mean now it's on a whole nother level because now now there's seven of them because they let the babies live and so the mom and dad are teaching the children how to kill kill the priest and so they're they're up on the on the power line so i'm trying to get mitchell across mitchellville road to the church and they're staring me down they're staring me down and i'm staring them down I'm like, don't you, I know what you're thinking. You're going to dive bomb me. I knew they were coming and they did. And they came at me and it was just one, if they all came at once, I don't know if I could have fended them all off and I would have been toast. So, um, the moral of the story is don't
0: um, mess with birds. No,
1: I wasn't messing with the birds. We had a great relationship until they started messing with me. And then, then when they started, they had no boundaries anymore. They had totally taken over the house and the Nigerian guy was like, I would never stand for this. And it goes, it's my house. And I was like, you know what? You're right, Terminex guy. You're right. Um, But at the same time, I wanted to be nice to them. But I I thought of different ways to be nice to them. Like maybe I could put out bird seed and befriend them. You know? Did you try it? No. No. I probably should have, looking back at it.
0: Because um, now they're dive bombing you while you're trying to get to work.
1: I know. I, I, and so I have to drive to work now. I can't walk across the street because they'll dive bomb me. I've thought of different ideas. My secretary did some research on how to handle this. And she said, get an umbrella. And so I might just be in the middle of the day walking across the street with an umbrella.
0: I mean, that's fine. Whatever. People carry umbrellas for weird reasons. I know.
1: I actually thought they were going to be gone forever. And after I mean, So there was no more need for the nest. That's because that's what the bird guy told me. What's the bird guy's name? Uh, Roby, bird guy, something Roby.
0: What was the uh, Steven? I don't know. What was the bird guy's name? And um, hey Arnold. Pigeon the, man. Pigeon man. Pigeon man. He's like a superhero. But I don't not, know what's happened not with not the birds.
1: Really. I, I'm afraid this is a this is more like a Lord of the Rings thing, like the animals becoming strange, because like there's a cardinal in my backyard who kept flying into the like just just flying into the the glass door.
0: Okay, so here's a, here's have you heard of this thing where People say, and I guess it's mostly like a Protestant thing. Um, if a cardinal visits you, it's somebody from heaven
1: coming to visit Which you. makes sense. It's probably my nephew. Interesting. No, because there was a bird who visited my sister and her husband who lost their baby. Yes. And um, it was so weird. It just, it just landed on the patio and they, they could go right up to it and, and touch it. Uh, and then the cardinal in my backyard um, started banging into the door um and it would just be constant it would just be like just trying to get my attention and so i think the cardinal was a sign the cardinal was friendly and and i and we were we were happy there was a good coexistence there i got a lot of birds in my yard so so okay so
0: here's here's my question but I right? need to know the rules this this superstition this idea that if a cardinal comes visit you is somebody from heaven coming to visit you that's cool how do we as Catholics reconcile this? Cause like it's not really a Catholic ideology that
1: That's crazy. But I like it. So we're gonna go with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I so like
0: so just because Father Scott likes it, I like it's it. fine.
1: Yep. Well mostly. I guess. I don't even know how we begin to justify that. Um, so like logistically. Um
0: because there was also Jackie and I, while we were on vacation, mm. we're reading these like things of like Things that kids like weird things that kids say, in terms of like mm-hmm. spiritual and supernatural stuff, mm-hmm. and it got me really thinking about like souls, right? Because when you are conceived, God puts the soul into the con- at, at the moment of conception, God puts the soul into the the developing human
1: at the very moment of conception.
0: Yes. What if something happens to a child,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to anybody, let's just go with a child, right, that didn't fulfill the plan that God had, which sounds very interesting, okay, yeah, this is gonna sound really weird, but didn't fulfill the plan that God had, right? Like, this person, this this child was supposed to grow up and invent something Amazing, but their life got cut short for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, God decides to replant that soul into a new conceived human.
1: No, 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 no! No, look at—he's going down. Hy- he's like—he's Hy- going straight. Hylomorphism—you can't do that. The soul—the body—is the expression of the soul. Interesting, because the, the soul is the form of the body. So, okay. if if that if that if that soul weren't to have in another body, it would organize that body according to the dictates of the soul. So, um, so it would be okay. So, like if you reincarnated, this is not going to happen. Right. But if you reincarnated, you would the the reincarnated person would look like you, identical, be an identical person. So, what about doppelgangers?
0: Oh, I'm not going to go there. But there's no such thing as reincarnation. No, no, no. I know. I'm just, I'm curious because like, there's always people that are like, oh, that person looks like you.
1: Mm.
0: Living completely different lives. Sure. Obviously, two completely different souls. People can look like each other. So how does that work? How does that work? Excuse (laughs) you, podcast dog. No, podcast dog.
1: I like podcast dog. Um, Podcast dog is friendly. and, And we developed a good relationship like I used to have with those birds. You are still on about the birds. Yeah, they, they can live anywhere else in the house. It's just you can't dive bomb the Terminex guy or the mailman or me.
0: That's very confusing.
1: They had so much to eat this year with the cicadas.
0: They really did. So apparently, like, birds were getting too fat that they couldn't fly and were getting hit by cars because now, of the cicadas.
1: Now they're going to have some exercise.
0: Now they will because they, they don't have, have a place have a to nest. live anymore. Because you decided to unhome
1: them because you're a mean old priest. I am. I am. Sometimes you just got to be mean. Sometimes you just got to you just got to be tough. Sometimes you just need the discipline. Have you...
0: That actually brings up a... I mean, you've gotten really good at saying no recently. Ooh, even to birds. Even to birds. Do you look back Ooh. at your career as Did a I priest? Do I let the
1: birds have too much power? Do I let the birds overrun the church? Yes. Did I let the birds dive-bomb me out of orthodoxy? into realms of heresy and just, 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 oh my gosh, yes. I don't think I want to go that far, but yes. The, the birds, I was intimidated by the birds. I was intimidated by the birds uh, and, um, and then all of a sudden someone starts to complain and the feeling of complaining is like the birds dive bombing, right? So, right. So, yeah, it's, it's funny you mention this. Um, I, I uh, have begun to take a delight uh, in the anger of others, which is peculiar.
0: I actually find that quite hilarious. Just that's just because it's me mm-hmm. that you, you and I will talk offhand yes. after mass, and yes. I will say something, and you'll be like, "Yes, that quite pleases me." And then I will look at you like you are
1: insane. Yes, I, I actually do think I might be insane, which is fine. But but in a in a delightful way, um, yes, it's it's a new rewiring of my brain, which is peculiar. But um, there is. Um, Yes, it's, 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 it's not that I don't care. It's that I rejoice in their uh, anger, <laughs> which is very strange. It is very strange. It is very strange. Is it,
0: well, I guess it's because they don't okay, take no, no, their no, no, opinion no. too seriously. Well, no, it's not even the opinion part. Is it because we as a society have gotten to the point where if I ask you, mm-hmm. oh no, I, I ask you, hey, Father Scott, can we start this thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm coming to you asking to start this thing. But I really don't want to start it. I don't want to do it. I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you put it back on me, it's not going to happen.
1: Did you, you saw the parish council meeting recently?
0: No, because <laughs> I was umpiring because that's more important. And actually that is correct.
1: <laughs> Currently. Um, so, so yeah, no, it's, it's... Well, what's happening here, and I've, I've been trying to coach my staff, we need to fail more. And by failing more... It will, because, you know, everybody's like, everybody looks to the priests or to the bishops or to the pope to save the world. And the re, the reality is, if we're going to help grow the kingdom of God, it's not just going to be up to the clergy. Everybody and their kid sister is going to have to start to become saints. And that means people are going to have to take personal responsibility and say, okay, uh, what can we do? Ask not what the church can do for you, but what you can do for your church, right? And so... That's, that's what we need to instill in people nowadays is how can we uh, help grow our faith in the world and not just leave it up to some, uh, some institution, but actually take personal responsibility for its growth.